the same skills that are going to make you successful here in North America, the same skills that are going to make you successful in the Middle East. And then we found the same thing worked when we had our partners in Southeast Asia. And so we're really finding that this is a global issue, not just something that's limited here to uh, North America or even the United States. The workforce landscape is rapidly changing, and educators and their institutions need to keep up. Preparing students before they enter the workforce to make our communities and businesses stronger is at the core of getting an education. But we need to understand how to change and adjust so that we can begin to project where things are headed before we even get there. So how do we begin to predict the future? Hi, I'm Salvatrice Kumo, Executive Director of Economic and Workforce Development at Pasadena City College and host of this podcast. And I'm Christina Barsi, producer and co-host of this podcast. And we are starting the conversation about the future of work. We'll explore topics like how education can partner with industry, how to be more equitable, and how to attain one of our highest goals, more internships and PCC students in the workforce. We at Pasadena City College want to lead the charge in closing the gap between what our students are learning and what the demands of the workforce will be once they enter. This is a conversation that impacts all of us, you the employers, the policymakers, the educational institutions, and the community as a whole. We believe change happens when we work together, and it all starts with having a conversation. I'm Christina Barsi. And I'm Salvatrice Kumo, and this is The Future of Work. Hi, this is Christina Barsi, the co-host and producer of this podcast, and I am here today with Josh Davies, the CEO of Center for Work Ethic Development. He is the opening keynote at the Future of Work virtual conference happening November 12th. If you have not signed up yet, it is free, and the link is in the show notes to join us. And I have to tell you, you are in for a treat because Josh <laughs> is one of our most charismatic and I might add down to earth speakers. So welcome, Josh. Well, thank you, Christina. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, obviously to get a chance to be a part of this conference in a, in a virtual space. It'd be great to be there in person, but uh, you know, we'll, uh, we will certainly make the most out of this experience together. Absolutely. And of course, with virtual, more of you can join. Yeah. I mean, it eliminates you know, all that. And uh, you know, certainly, you don't have to deal with LA traffic. That's a, that's a plus right there. It's a giant plus. <laughs> so Josh, let's jump right in. I want to ask you to tell us just a little bit more about what it means to be the CEO of Center for Work Ethic Development. And what is Center for Work Ethic Development? So the Center for Work Ethic Development is an organization that really partners and supplies and equips organizations who are preparing people to enter the world of work. Sometimes that looks like our college partners. Sometimes it looks like secondary and middle school education. Sometimes it's nonprofit, community-based organizations, government workforce. We do work with correctional facilities, military establishments. Again, anyone and everyone. We really want to help prepare people for the realities of work. And one of the things we found is that organizations out there are doing a fantastic job teaching technical skills and really the, the nuts and bolts of what's out there. But unfortunately, one of the missing links for a lot of people was this just basic entry level how to work, the basics of it. We call it the seven A's, attitude, attendance, appearance, ambition, acceptance, appreciation, and accountability. And building those into people's curriculum and that skill set we find is really helpful for people. And so we get a chance to work with partners all over the country. We have more than 750 organizations across all 50 states, six foreign countries, all 
using some part of our tools in order to help better prepare their workforce. And what's great about that is I get to interact with people who are doing amazing work all over the country. And it also has given me a window into what's happening in the real world in terms of what's out there and more importantly, what's coming on the future and how we can better prepare as we look at, you know, really not just today, but for tomorrow, which fits in perfectly really with this conference. Wow. So that is amazing. You, you mentioned two things that I found really interesting. One, that you create tools. So I want to talk about that just for a moment. And also, you're, you're approaching this from a global perspective. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's been, um, that part has been a, a bit of a surprise. But in terms of tools, we have a, a curriculum program, a certification. We've got online training. Um, we do some consulting, working with different uh, organizations to help them implement you know, whatever, it ne- whatever it takes in order to help them integrate and build and be intentional about building these otherwise known as you know, soft skills or workplace skills into the rest of the, the skill academic and technical training that they're doing, whether or not that's in the CTE program or whether that's on the academic side of the house for some of our different institutions. In terms of the global feed, it's been really interesting to see. I, I had no idea kind of what we might be doing, but it was about six years ago now we got introduced. We actually partnered with another organization and developed a whole soft skills curriculum for all of the public schools in the kingdom of Bahrain. And where um, is that? It was <laughs> just one of those really interesting projects, and we had no idea what uh, what to do. But we went in and did work with a group there, and did a bunch of focus groups. And what we found is that, interestingly enough, that no matter where people are in the world, these foundational workplace skills are really universal. That employers were demanding them no matter where people were. And then there were some minor cultural differences, but we thought we might have to do some major work around the seven A's and do some different things. And what we found is that we didn't. The same skills that are going to make you successful here in North America are the same skills that are going to make you successful in the Middle East. And then we found the same thing worked when we had our partners in Southeast Asia and throughout you know, Taiwan and some of these other areas. And so we're really finding that this is a global issue, not just something that's limited here to uh, North America or even the United States. And what I'm hearing is it's a human issue, meaning the qualities you are focusing on are what we can grow as human beings to be better in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. Really, we talk about this, you know, the growth of high tech and as the future of work becomes more and more high tech, the skills that will become more and more demanding, ironically enough, are not high tech skills. They're high touch skills because people are going to be needing more and more of what technology, artificial intelligence, automation cannot provide. And that's emotion, connection, empathy, and the ability to deliver those things in the future are going to become even more important than they are today. And I think we're seeing that now, particularly in the year we're in. So that's fascinating. I could talk to you about this all day, <laughs> but I'm going to redirect us back to the conference a little bit. I'm, I'm curious what you are going to be focusing on within your keynote. So we'll talk about the future of work and really You know, people talk about how unprecedented 2020 is, and it is in some ways, but really when we look at how it's impacting the future of work, it's not. What it is is just an accelerant to the trends we've already been seeing, and we're going to look at how that impacts us, in particular in the space around career and technical education, and what we need to be doing today to really hop on the wave of this accelerator that 2020 has been and prepare our students you know, it's, and probably doing this in a virtual environment is a perfect example of that. You know, how do we still keep human connection? How do we still keep that relationship when you're not doing things face-to-face in a way that we've been used to? And, you know, taking advantage of those kinds of things. So really, you know, the focus is going to be on how we continue to evolve what we do 
to better prepare our students for this uncertain future. Right. I like reframing 2020 as an accelerant year. I like that a lot. That sounds great to me. So we also focus a lot on equity, and I know this conference is going to be doing that as well. Is That's a big theme for us. Mm-hmm. How, how are you and your organization contributing to that conversation right now? Well, you know, this is really one of the, the challenges of 2020. We talk about an accelerant, and, you know, some of those things that are accelerating are great. But unfortunately, one thing that's also accelerated is a, the growing divide. Um, you know, we talk about equity and inclusion. This has really exposed a lot of the challenges that we have in those spaces. One of the great things, though, about human skills and human connection is that those are things that don't need a lot of, you know, fancy tools or additional, you know, training or equipment in order to be delivering. And so it can be a great equalizer as we talk about equity and inclusion, how we can really build those foundational people skills, those relationship skills. That really can help cross some of the divides and break down some of those barriers where people may not have access to the technology they need. But by providing those human skills, you can really start to take advantage of what you do have and hopefully, again, address some of those different issues as it relates to equity and closing some of those gaps. So what I'm hearing is we have less barriers when we're focusing from the inside out, when we get to just focus on our human qualities and soft skills. Yeah. I like that. Because those things don't need technology, right? They don't need some of the other tools or, or fancy equipment that we might need in some of the, you know, we're like, oh, I don't have access to this. I don't, you know, I can't get into that. Well, that may be true, but you do have yourself. And if you can, you know, build those personal skills and those interpersonal skills, those don't require technology. And that really can help you differentiate yourself and separate yourself from some of these other job seekers who are out there and just position yourself for a career and not just for a series of jobs. That sounds really exciting. I like the personal note that that comes with. If there's one thing that you would like people to walk away with after this conference or maybe after hearing your keynote, what would you like that to be? I, I don't have a word for it. I'm sure like, you know, Germans have words for everything, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm sure there's, yeah, I have that feeling, but I, we don't have a word for it in English. Um, but it's this combination of dread and vision. Where we're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> well, this is where we're headed. But yet, I see where we can do something about it. Because the reality is that 2020 has been this accelerant. And the changes that we thought were going to be taking 10 years may now be taking two years. And if you don't address those needs now, it's really easy to get freaked out. But if you have vision around where we want to go and you can reframe it, it really gives you this sense of energy and purpose rather than despair and desperation. Fantastic. Josh, anything you'd like to add? You know, I'm just, uh, I'm excited about this opportunity. And I, I will tell you what, I am, I, as much as I love my, the opportunity to get to do this keynote, I am so looking forward to the panel presentation afterward. I just, I look at the people who are on that panel and I'm like, I cannot wait. I was like, I almost wanted to just do a five minute presentation, get more of my time over to them. Cause I really am so excited about the insight and the different visions that that, that those people bring. So I'm, I'm super excited about that piece as well. And I hope I can do a good enough job sort of teeing things up for them to get that little deeper meat from how they see all these different things. So that's, that's the one thing I would throw out there, Christina. Oh, I love that. That's, that is exciting. And I, I have all the confidence that you're going to set them up beautifully and that your keynote will be a smash hit and everyone will walk away feeling like they understand something more about themselves and the workplace. I'm looking forward to this, and I think we're going to have a great, great experience and, and truly make the most out of 
this virtual experience because it really breaks down again some of the barriers that may keep more people from attending and allows us to expand the scope of how we reach both attendees and then more importantly our students and communities when we get done absolutely we're looking forward to it thank you for listening to the future of work podcast presented by pasadena city college if you'd like to get involved and have resources to share or be a guest on the show you can find a link to our webpage to reach out to us in the show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and tell us your thoughts about the show. This helps more people like you discover the podcast and you can look forward to new episodes every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.